rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll with me, baby. Um, oh. Hey, welcome oh. to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast yeah. hosted by two musical best friends with nothing in common oh. except their name, Manda. <laughs> I'm your host, Mandy Fabian. <laughs> Come on, spit it out. You're the other host. And, I, and I'm Andy Kaplan. And each week we argue and debate over movies, books, and the latest trends. We disagree on everything. We are complete opposites. <laughs> and Mandy's an asshole. Yay! Grab a couch. Let's get to it. It's asshole day <laughs> on the man cave. Cut this shit. I saw an old document where we were brainstorming names for our rebrand and crass holes was was on there. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to be the crass holes. Lady crass holes. I missed that. Yeah. That was a good that was a good call. We could still be. Yep. That could be our subtitle. <laughs> right. Oh, my. Welcome to crass hole town. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I, I had a really fun experience this week that I wanted to share with you. I would love that. Aside from seeing Miscast, which was great. And everybody was adorable, but your son stole the show like right, I know. right out from under the grownups. He was so hysterical. Uh, well done. Very well. Very well done for uh, performance by Casey Clavins. Okay. Um, this week, I was, we were having some banter around the dining room, dining room table. Um, and uh, I said something like, survey says, you know, cause we were, we were talking, nobody was, they're too young to have phones yet. So dinner just sucks, right? For the next couple right. of years until we can all be <laughs> in our devices. So, um, I said, survey says, and Patrick kind of giggled and Abby said, what's that? What survey says? And I was like, oh, there was this show ages ago called Family Feud. And, you know, it's this really fun. And I, Patrick and I were like, God, what, that was really a great show. And I was like, I wonder, I think Family Feud is still on with Steve Harvey. And so we go to, I'm like, I'm going to record an episode and then we'll watch it. This is very unusual in my house, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, we don't have the channel for the Steve Harvey one. But we did, for whatever reason, have the old classic like Richard Dawson one, right? Richard Dawson, where he kissed all the ladies. Okay. Okay. You are really underestimating. You're you're underplaying that. Have you rewatched it recently? No. Holy God. It is the most cringeworthy, crazy thing you're ever going to see. The way that he grabs and kisses every woman, like multiple times, he just goes in and kisses all of them. Patrick and I were watching and literally like holding onto our armchairs and going like, oh God. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, there is no way he would last two seconds these days. Right? Right. It, Oh, man. It's so much worse than you imagine. Well, COVID would have gotten him right quick, too. If the Me Too movement hadn't, COVID would have. <laughs> right? You can't do that. I, I am telling you. we were. Well, I remembered him as like everybody's kind of like, you know, favorite uncle at the party, you know, but I didn't know he was no. so creepy. Like, I loved how yeah. affectionate he was when I watched it as a kid. And, oh. the, and, and now watching it, you're like, oh. <gasps> Yes. And he's and then he's dismissive of them. Then he sort of insults them a little bit if they give a not great answer. Did Abby and Delilah have any reaction to him or were they like, this is funny? Well, I don't know, because we were having such giant reactions. Mm. <laughs> I mean, right. we, ultimately, it's a great game. It's still a really fun game show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With really silly answers. But it was they liked the the premise of it. But they didn't they didn't mm-hmm. really think anything of it because they don't know. They haven't been assaulted yet. You know, when they do, we'll have a ceremony. You'll know. We'll have a party right. for them. They've come into womanhood when they get sexually assaulted for the first time. 
I can't wait to be there. You should see what they wear to that thing. I mean, they're just asking for it. It's great. Wow. Well, I remember the a lot of cleavage. But our number one fandy, Carrie Jill, was on Family Feud. What? Not with, not with Richard Dawson, like the, the new one. No way! A few years back. So perhaps, Carrie Jill, hop on that Discord, share some experiences, some Family Feud Yes, please. Experiences. And I have another friend who is just filming it now. What? But it's Celebrity Family Feud, so I'm not going to say the name. Oh. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Goopy. Let's just call her Schmineth Maltro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I? I know that you chose what we were watching this week. Yeah. But may I introduce it? Uh, <laughs> of course, you did such a good job last week with Lularoe. We had a Fandy reach out who prefers to remain nameless. Okay. And I would like to quote <clears throat> some of the thoughts that this Fandy had about... Okay, great. Inventing Anna. Yes, Inventing Anna on Netflix, a Shondaland production about the uh, fake, the woman who faked out all of New York society. Go ahead. Yes. That motherfucking intellectually insulting shit show. Okay. That's how this, this reach out started. Uh, it's a good reach Bottom out. of the goddamned barrel of society <laughs> and amplifying the crassest of capitalist instincts that includes Netflix paying off a goddamned criminal <laughs> so that she can get a job. What the actual fuck? Uh, <gasps> don't get me started on Julia Gonda- goddamned Garner. Now, I didn't know she was in this. The one I watched starred Justin Timberlake in a wig. Uh, but... <laughs> then then the words uh jizz stain yep wow applied that's yeah okay his kidney <laughs> i mean this is uh this listener thank you thank you for sharing these thoughts this was a lot and so uh, he loved it so he <clears throat> he can't wait to get back in there that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. That's a very strong reaction. I can't wait to hear what you thought. And I was wrong. I want to say that when I told you to watch it, I think I said it was a Russian, fake Russian heiress. And my apologies mm-hmm. to the Russians. And that's the only time you're ever going to hear me say those words. Well, maybe not the time to say that, but maybe, go ahead. <laughs> my apologies to like the ones that, you know, I, I don't mean to, they've done a lot of bad things in the last couple of weeks, but claiming Anna Sorokin is a terrible thing for me to put on them. So I'm sorry, Russia. You're not that bad. She's actually German. And uh, who have never done anything wrong. No, yeah, they're okay <laughs> in my book. Love you, Germany. Miss you. Call me right Clean sometime. as a whistle. <laughs> what is it with those countries? Oh, like America's so great. Anyway. Oh, oh, I just didn't. I just. Oh, my God. I just made us scandalous. Fandy's going to be writing in. Hey, USA is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we watched, uh, Inventing Anna and I had a very surprise reaction. I want to hear what yours was. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> and it, and it reeks of Shondaland. The yeah. first, like I saw the, you know, when you press play on Netflix and it did, gives you that little time code line. And I was like an hour and four minutes. Hell no. Oh yeah. That was my first note. Mm-hmm. Like that is too long for a pilot of anything. We dive right in. The, is it the opening credits where we hear Anna Delvey's voiceover, Julia Garner doing this voiceover? So uh, I would uh, like Pete <laughs> to play 52 seconds to 1 minute and 28 seconds. Please, Pete. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. This whole story, the one you're about to sit on your fat ass. 
ass and watch like a big lump of nothing is about to me. Ew, not her. Me. You know me. Everyone knows me. I'm an icon. A legend. So she has that weird accent, you know, and uh, she says, everyone knows me. And I'm sitting there I'm like, I don't know you. I still don't know you, even though I'm supposed to be watching this. Like, I'm so glad I didn't know her. It's like when people tell me Kardashian stuff and I'm like, I don't know which one that is. I'm so glad yeah. I'm not aware of who Anna Delvey is or was. <laughs> and, I, and I never want to be again. But that voiceover was intriguing, I guess, because yeah. she said that. Well, I got and it was all downhill. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I got hooked on the story because I read the letter. She wrote an op-ed. Tell me about the letter. Yeah. She wrote an op-ed from, in, this is a spoiler alert for anybody who's watching the series and doesn't know how it ends, but she uh, she's reading, she's writing a letter from Rikers, I think, or maybe it's where now she's being held in an ICE detention facility because she actually gets out of jail and then she overstays her visa. So they put her back in and now they're going to deport her back to Germany and she's never allowed in the States ever again. And it's really Good. because she embarrassed really rich people. But this is what's interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I except I don't because here's the thing. We actually got through. We watched the first two and I was like, ugh, 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 I hate this. This is so, to your point, very Shonda E. Very like it felt just like Scandal, only not as good, and it was it, it was all very fabricated, and the people don't feel like they're working in a real magazine. And poor Anna, Anna Chlumsky, what's her name? Chlumsky, Anna Chlumsky, 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 yeah. Oh, is that how you say it? Okay, um, I think so. Like I think she's a wonderful actress, but boy, she is just. It's very hard. She has a very hard role here. She's complainy yeah. and bitchy about everything. And just like, it's not, even, it's pretty tough. She's trying to play a tough cookie, but it just kind of comes off like, oh my God, please get yep. that scowl off your face and just do yep. your job already. That's like, you know, and I, I it's interesting. It's, it, they haven't given her enough. It's, it's, it's a little bit like you have to care so much about all of these rich people to our listeners point that it's just like the mm -hmm. bottom of the barrel stuff. So, but then, then in like episodes three and four, all of a sudden you turn around a little bit. Like there is a tiny. You got that far. Well, yes, because I swore I would never watch another one after episodes one and two. I was like, this is terrible. I think I slept through most of two. And uh -huh. Patrick was like, I kind of feel like I, I need to finish this. Um, oh. <clears throat> we have a friend who works on it, who I don't think uh -huh. is a podcast listener, but we'll see. Um, and, you know, and so he's like, I kind of feel like I need to at least be able to speak to it, you know. Mm -hmm. So we got into three and four and it gets the story gets more interesting. It's more why you tune in. You want to see. Right. How did this woman do this? And then it starts to make some pretty interesting points. OK, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I mean, she's awful. Right. Obviously, what she does is awful. But when, when you get into three and four, it's her setting up the business and what she's doing is faking it until you make it 
and like and and stealing. That was wrong. I, I grant you that. But she's also just sort of pretending to be this amazing thing. And she gets all these people. She wins all these people over and they're going to give her all of this money to do this thing. And if she, and if they had just said yes, she would have done it and she would have been her own self-made businesswoman. And what she, is the thing? What is the business? The pilot does not explain. I know. That's what I mean. Like, it's very, dis- yeah. the whole first two episodes are just kind of, she's just whiny and on yachts and it feels like you're on her Instagram account and who cares? Nobody cares about right. that. What is her business? <clears throat> she basically wants to start, it's the Anna Delvey Foundation and she's starting the new Soho Club, right? It's still a mm. totally douchey thing. It's an exclusive club, like really centered around art and people who curate art and there's like private little rooms and there's rooms where people can stay, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in a glamorous hotel. There's a fancy, the guy who does uh, Nobu is going to do a restaurant. Like, it's a very mm-hmm. exclusive hot shit. This is your home away from home. So you don't right. have to be around poor, poor trash, you know? Okay. Um, oh, and sh- I have been to two Soho clubs, by the way. Oh, have That's you? True. Really? Have- Wh- where? The Hollywood and the Malibu. True story. Wow. And how was your yeah. time there? What did you think? I'm a hot shit. Um, I thought that uh, it was it was fine. The food at the Malibu one was really good. They had this like eggplant dip that was from heaven. Like yeah. I wanted to, you know, rub it all over me. Yeah. But um, but it's not like it's fancy. It's just that it's exclusive. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I saw Marsha Brady at. At one of them. Oh, that's thrilling. Like the real Marsha Brady. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty cool that I'm at the Soho Club and I see Marsha Brady. That's so, worth the 50 grand a year membership or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I was invited by member, you know, so I just got to go have lunch. Yeah. It was like, you know, it's like a nice lunch. Okay. But. So you're a huge Anna Delvey fan. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, but so that's what she's trying to do. And she's really, she knows everything about art. She knows everything about fashion. She's pretending to be like these people, but in a way, she is like these people. She's just right. not actually an heiress. And she makes mm-hmm. this point to a banker, played by Anthony Edwards, by the way. Oh, uh-huh. Who we Revenge of the Nerds. Who we haven't seen in a hundred years. It was amazing. Okay. We're like, is that? We didn't even recognize him at first, but he did a great job. And then uh, she says to him, like, if I was, you know, an Ivy League guy asking for this loan, w- you wouldn't even think twice, which is a... Mm-hmm interesting card to play but it also is one of those things where you're like well she was faking it till she made it and a lot of people that is exactly what happened they're like handsome young men they say and they Mm -hmm. they they have two of them in in episodes three and four they they and her boyfriend chase right these guys who were on the hustle anyway it's Mm. it's it's one of those things where it starts to get way more interesting than the first two the first two i just think are like it's like having your teeth pulled. Yeah, I trust you. And I would like to go back to bashing this first one. Okay. That's the only one I watched. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, it is a waste of talent, these really good actors. Anna DeVere Smith. Yeah. I wrote on my thing, like, forget all of this. Can we just spend our podcast raving about Anna DeVere Smith? <laughs> she's such a talent. And she's wasted and awkward in this Yeah, they're all real awkward. Oh. In the, yeah. But like, you mentioned the Instagram thing. So this woman made herself famous on Instagram. And the biggest turning point in the in the pilot is when Anna Klumsky, very confusing because there's Devere Smith, Klumsky, and then the thing is about an Anna. Yeah. So a lot of Annas, um, which goes back to the woman in the window watching the girl in the door and I don't care. <laughs> the woman in the but house like they're always the named Anna. Yeah. Everybody's always <laughs> named Anna. So I'm not even letting you. But uh, th- 
Anna Klumski's character has a wall of pictures and the music is so over the top and it's very dramatic and chilling as if they've realized something major. And she's like telling her boring milk toast fiance or husband, look at this, look at this. She has red hair. Look, she has blonde hair. Who changes their looks that many times all in five minutes? How can a person have different hair? <laughs> that was like the big Who turning is this point. Woman? Yeah. Who yeah. is she? How do you have different hairstyles in five <laughs> years? <laughs> yeah. What? I know. What uh, world yeah. do we live in? That's well, that's the thing. Like it was made into this very, you know, very chewy, nighttime, soapy, but kind of like patronizing. Right. Like really like not actual stakes. They made stakes with like music and weird, fun camera moves. And the fact, I think one of the biggest downfalls I'm still bummed out about. I told this to Patrick. I was like, the biggest bummer to me is that the show starts off and it says this this uh, story is absolutely true. And then it goes to another shot and somewhere printed on the shot is except for the parts that are totally made up. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that's kind of a, that's a disappointment to me. I, I really want to know the true story. The fact that it is right. a true story is the only reason I'm watching this. And Jer said that he has seen that so many times that he's sick of it. I don't watch as much TV as he does. So but he was like, I <laughs> what? Yeah, no, because I watch reruns. I'm, I'm just watching like Golden Girls and Friends and Roseanne. But he's watching like the new zeitgeisty stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, we've heard that so many times. That's so played out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there were so many eye-rolling moments. And what I've always said about Shonda Rhimes, and come at me, Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens on Instagram. I know Shonda Rhimes is a very beloved creator of television. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But I've always thought all of her stuff appeals to the lowest common denominator. And like when everyone was running around saying the JJ, it made me cringe. It's like, that's not (laughs) clever. That's not funny. It's just, I've never found anytime I've checked out anything she's done. I tried Bridgerton. I've tried, I try. I would like to find a series that I love, but I, I just don't think she's for me. She's not for me. Yeah. And I shouldn't insult all her watchers, but there it is. That's my opinion. (laughs) There's some really, really bad writing I want to point out. So, Pete, there's a bad monologue by Anna's lawyer at 2640 in the first episode. Sometimes I put on that tux and I go with you to these events. And even though I'm with Margaret Vanderburn Porter of the New York Porters, and even though that tuxedo costs more than some people make in a month, Don't be gross. Even then, I still feel like one of the valets. Mm. Look, I'm back in Long Island, and I'm parking cars to help my mom pay the rent. Like our friends should be tossing me their keys and giving me tips. Honey. Anna doesn't need her car parked. All right, now everybody's heard it. Oh, help my ma pay the yeah, rent. That was real bad. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible writing. Like all, like it's now they've all heard it, so they know how cliched and over the top. It's just it really, not how people. Yeah, it really came out of nowhere too, because this guy's a lawyer, and he's. I mean, so he has a, he has dark skin. You know what I mean? But 
but yeah. this, it came out of nowhere. You're like, wait, you're intelligent and capable and you're representing, you, you're well, you're, I don't know, like it was, there was nothing about him that screamed, <clears throat> oh, people look at me like I'm the valet. You know, like it was, yeah, I don't know. It was, seemed like a, a weird, all of a sudden that was his story. Yeah. And I didn't think it was um, racist as much as classist. Right. He was he was poor growing up and he married this this very wealthy woman. And that's what I thought he was saying is like, I don't belong in this class. I don't think it had anything to do with his race. Oh, I see. Yep. Yep. You're probably smarter than you. You are. are. You are. Well, you just get Shonda, you know, in a way that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. Uh, The the casting I really dig is that there's a woman named Casey Duke who's like a trainer to the stars and she's this beautiful svelte I looked her up in real life she's like 60 she looks 30 she is in unbelievable shape she's physical perfection but they cast Laverne Cox and the real Casey Duke I had to look up not a trans person oh and I love that they just the casting is perfect. Laverne Cox is physical perfection. She is, yeah. And and so I just liked that. I liked that there it wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That you could just cast a trans person as a woman and carry on. Yeah, so, a lot of people are doing that, actually. That's kudos. happening all the time. Great. Um Yeah. I it it still makes you go. But I, I didn't understand. Like, I've totally forgot about that character. <laughs> but I didn't know that oh. some of them are real people. I didn't. Were you She's looking very up, real. You were looking up all the real names and the real people? Only with Casey Duke, because I, I just have a weird, like, um, I'm mesmerized by Laverne Cox. I think she's such an amazing actress and yes. and so stunning. So I uh, when she came on the screen, I was like, huh, I wonder if this is a real person. Ah, okay, and I gotcha. wonder if the real person is trans, just out of curiosity. Yeah. That's interesting. But assuming if our listener who ranted and raged is correct, Anna Delvey is somehow making money from this through Netflix. Well, that's the part that really stinks, right? I mean, yeah. I they did pay her for her life rights. They had to pay her for oh. her story. Um, uh-huh. And she was obviously probably pretty easy to negotiate with, I guess, if she didn't have much to bargain <laughs> Didn't have much leverage right. there, although maybe she did, you know, maybe she's like, don't be ridiculous. My father has a trust fund that I don't even they're like, stop it. We know right. <laughs> the truth is out, dude. Uh, yes, they paid her. And I think also this is one of those things. It could really put a really bad taste in your mouth. This show really glorifies massive, stupid wealth on some level. While mm. it's also kind of skewering it because Anna's playing all these people and playing to their shallowness, you know, but right. it's a little bit like that show Succession, which so many people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't stand it. All those rich people, they're stupidly rich and they're horrible. And of mm-hmm. course, I'm like, <laughs> I know. And I'm not even I'm not even a money like I'm not like, oh, let's think about mansions. And, you know, me, I like wear sweatpants every day. I don't even know fashion. I'm not. I couldn't. But how much did you pay for those sweatpants? Oh, like, I don't know, a thousand bucks. That's reasonable, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's well, I keep different pairs at my different houses, you know? Good. Good. Uh, no, but like, but still, even though it's not the money that I'm so in, in, in enchanted by, I guess it's like, I'm, I'm not like, ooh, look at their cool apartment. I just, it, there's the stakes are so, it's so much easier to like watch people suffer when they're, 
<laughs> when they're doing right. it to themselves, right? It's self-inflicted. They have everything. Yes. And it's fun to watch rich people suffer. I love that. Yes. So that I know. You have said that before, and I think that's adorable about you. <laughs> As you were talking, I tune out you and tune I think out. of my yeah. own brilliant observations. <laughs> and I think I figured out one of the real essential problems with this as a pilot. The The assumption is that I know the story, so yeah. they don't need to give me anything to like hook me, right? Yeah. I know all about Anna Delvey and all these people. I knew nothing. They didn't plant any seeds of intrigue or here's what she ended up doing, right? It should have started with some form of a victim crying, like she took all my money and disappeared. I don't know. I still don't know what she did. Agreed. A hundred percent. So I had no reason call. to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. And maybe if you knew the story, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait till we get into the details of what she did to these people. But I don't totally. know. Did you see White Lotus? Did you watch White Lotus? Of course. Yeah. OK. Right. But if they hadn't have shown that there's a murder, right, right, or that someone has been murdered or someone has died right at the beginning of the show, you right. you might have you might have just been like, oh, my God, it's just rich people problems again. We really love right. rich people problems, I guess, because also everybody wants to go to a nice place and shoot. You know? Yes. Well, that was <laughs> the beautiful you know, that sets, was all... the beautiful clothes. I mean, everybody who's into that, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a real problematic uh, storytelling pitfall. Yeah. Like she just. Yeah, I agree. And I'm saying she obviously it's not Shonda Rhimes herself doing all of this, but like give yeah. me something to cling to so that I care at. Just even if I don't care about the characters, which I don't, at least I want to know what happened. Well, that's the thing. I get hooked with these, I think, because I read her op-ed from jail Mm -hmm. and she was so unapologetic and Mm -hmm. still so crazy, like I did nothing wrong, Um, which is Looney Tunes, right? I mean, you go, well, you were in jail and now you're in detention again like you have to be mm-hmm. able to admit you did something wrong right but to right. her point she's like i'm being unfairly pointed out like i'm being unfairly pursued other people everybody does this and she kind of has a point like when yeah. you watch this step out you're like huh well you know i guess you pissed off rich people so you're not going to get away with it but like mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's really interesting to watch how how it unfolds, at least episodes three and four. Like, I will probably watch the rest of it and I'll put up with the bad dialogue and the horrible use of these fine actors and the the way that things are just way overplayed. I stopped, I paused it at one point and I turned to Patrick and I was like, oh no, Anthony Edwards is so bummed right now because they, they had cut this scene where someone says something that's, you know, annoying to him. And he literally like, rolls his eyes all the way from the left to the right and like kind of even like gives a little shake it's horrible indicating giant reaction that's not necessary right and they used it and that kills me and i've seen that happen to patrick where like i've seen if he's in a scene and he's like oh shit and you watch it you're like yeah you're a way better actor than that but what they Mm -hmm. did is they used all of your reactions that are the biggest like probably you were getting warmed up and they used them because like see he's disappointed and they right and it makes it seem you know for the lowest common denominator for the people who aren't keeping up at home and i have been complaining about every single movie 
not telling me how to feel, right? Power of the Dog and <laughs> oh, okay. uh, and uh, Licorice Pizza. And there's all these movies that I'm like, I get that it's a, it's, I get the storytelling. I get, I get that it's um a work of art, but I don't know how to feel about this. I'm not sure who mm-hmm. I'm hooked into or what's really going on emotionally. I can't, right. I can't get on board. And I, and I will say, even though there's not a lot of emotion in Shondaland, she definitely... <laughs> is not subtle at all. She's like a puppy. No with, room for your own yeah. <laughs> interpretation. She's like a playful puppy batting it around like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, who is this Patrick you keep talking about? Oh, he's just some guy. I I uh, am good. Why, why do you ask? <laughs> Wait a yes and that. I'm sorry. I, I was like, I, uh, he's my husband. I didn't have anything funny to say, but I was trying to, but then I was going to say that he didn't listen to the podcast. But, you know, we've said that a billion times. I didn't have anything except he's a non-listener. <laughs> all right. That's all I care about. Uh, so we don't have to keep going on and on about it. It yeah. was pretty, you know, not not our favorite. But I, I will say if anyone's interested, it does get interesting and better. And once you sort of get over the sticky awfulness of the camera and them trying to make you feel something, the story it is starting to get interesting. And I'll report back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it one man job. I did not care for it. I give it three because it is getting better. Okay. And I do think it will be an interesting story. But again, I'm this is where they get you. I'm going to have to watch the whole thing. To How s- many episodes is it? Probably eight, I think. Oh, dear God. Oh, yeah, but I'm halfway that through. hurt my soul. I'm halfway yeah, through. And they still. get so much better because they get into the real story. They're not just trying to right. mark time. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'll let you know. That was a very robust conversation. Not as heated, maybe, as our listener would have liked us to get. And right. now I'm sure I'll get hate mail for many of my comments in this podcast, if not, you know, me not agreeing 100% with and our And where friend. should that hate mail go? Uh, well, you can send it to at uh, Mandy Fab on Instagram, or you can go on Discord and join we us. Sure we have a conversation room. If you go to mandcave.com slash discord, there's actually a community channel where we can uh, talk about the shows we're talking about. And there's also, by the way, a members only channel, which is uh, has some pretty super sexy prom pictures of mine up there. I still haven't seen yours. Uh, and They're up there. I haven't I don't know seen where... them. I'm going to have oh, to go look. They're there. All right. Yes, go look. Okay. Uh, welcome to our new Fandy. Oh, yes. Mr. Gabe Duran. Yep. Hi, We're Gabe. honored and thrilled to have you aboard. And he went to mancave.com slash Fandy. Mm-hmm. He joined up. You can join. And now he's yep. all up in the business. So, and you can be too. Yep. He'll get birthday messages and extra special bonus content. There's all that fun. You can also, if you like the show, you can go to uh, mancave.com slash merch and you can get some really fun um, t-shirts. I wouldn't be... Surprised if there's some sort of Balenciaga ripoff this week in honor of the show. <laughs> Poor Pete's going, balance what? what? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and while you're doing all of these wonderful things for us, please, please, right now, pause the podcast, leave us a review. Oh, yes. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, yeah. five stars and a review. Ask us a, a question. Tell us we're idiots, whatever you want. Yeah. We'll give you a shout out and we would love to hear from you there. Yeah. I'm not a big and reader, but I will read those reviews every time. It's 
God love you. I love them. <laughs> and use small words for Fabian. Um, <laughs> yes. And we went in reverse order. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM Engineering by Pete Wright. He's going to have a lot to work on for this episode. So sorry about the music. Yep. <laughs> music, music by, by Ian, Ian Post. Post. <laughs> oh, and True Story FM has some really great podcasts, actually. There's yes. a, a there's the next real uh, Saturday matinee. There's a, a mm-hmm. new podcast, The Curiosity Codex, which is hosted by Kyle Olson. And actually, uh, he's been talking with me about filmmaking. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So he, he was like, after I finished my movie, he was like, hey, I want to know about filmmaking. I have never done it. And I was like, guess what? I just did it for the first time. And I answered a bunch of Well, feature questions. filmmaking. You've been making films for years. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. But the feature. big the big one that nearly mm-hmm. killed me and still might. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's the Curiosity Codex on that as well. So somebody could check that out if they want to. Okay. Now I have a game for you. Yay! As always. And this one I'm very excited about. Um, well, I mentioned Family Feud in the beginning. So yes. we're going to play a little Family Feud, but we're going to do the the speed round at the end. Yeah, oh, of course. Lightning rounds. Yeah. And to quote Monica from Friends, I'm so good at lightning rounds. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I, I didn't see that episode, but great. So here's your, here's your choice, though. These are all things that have to do with Anna and Anna's lifestyle. So, oh crap! You can uh, you can get points uh, one of two ways. You can either okay. actually name one of the top six, five or six things on this list that that our survey members said, or okay. you can answer in character for Anna Delvey, and okay. you will automatically win that question. So you okay. can either answer in character Anna Delvey, or you yes. can try to get the right answer, and you only have five choices for that. So you ready? Yes. All right. (sighs) Top 12 questions on the board or however many it is. Number one, name things you spend lottery winnings on. Hair extensions. (laughs) Name holidays that involve gifts. Christmas. Correct. Name a dish or ingredient you might find on the menu at an expensive restaurant. Caviar. Very good. Name red flags on a dating site. Ugliness, or if he is very, very fat. This is excellent. That's a winner. Name a prize you might win on a game show. Uh, a kiss from Richard Dawson. <laughs> Name an object that might have a warranty. A car. Interesting. Yes. Name things people lie about on resumes. Being an heiress. <laughs> Name a reason you might go home early from work. I am drunk. <laughs> Name an item you might save up to buy. A yacht. Very good. I'll buy that. Uh, name a first date faux pas. Being very, very fat. That's so fat. <laughs> we really, she has a thing about weight. Good. I, I, I buy yes. that. Uh, name a questions you dread being asked at social gatherings. Why do you look like Justin Timberlake? <laughs> Great. Name a profession that might use an alias. A uh, spy. Yes. Name a gift that might be insulting to receive. Last question. Anything from TJ Maxx. <laughs> Very good. You answered most of those in character. I'm very impressed. I well, I'm a method actor. I have yeah. to stay in character. Yeah, yeah. Now, having yes. experienced Anna Delvey from the inside, do you have a little more empathy for her? Yeah, because when you're a dumbass like that, it's hard to come up with answers quickly. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I need more time. Yeah, you know, we'll work on the empathy thing. We'll work on that. Um Thank you. Great. Thank you. All right. So what do you got for me? 
Oh my goodness. It's that time. Here we are. Yeah. I know. Okay, but I'm very excited about this. Okay. So it's a departure in that I don't want you to dislike it mm. because Whoa. One of one of my idols in comedy and creativity, Amy Schumer, has a new show coming to Hulu. What? That she has written and produced and is starring in. I think she even directed the, the first episode. Uh. It's called Life and Beth. And it is semi-autobiographical. Oh, yes. And I love Amy Schumer. Oh, who? what kind of monster doesn't love Amy Schumer? I don't know if it all releases at once or if it's just one episode. And we've been doing this lately where it's like, get through as many as you can yeah, yeah. if they're available. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do for next week. Oh, well, that's Life a, and Beth. that is a softball. That is a softball. I'm so excited. Um, did, so did a did a Fandy offer that suggestion to you or or did you just come up with that on your own? I came up with that on my own. Okay. I would like to uh, invite in suggestions for uh, my next turn. After okay, Life and Beth uh, at at Mandy Fab on Instagram. Give me give me something or in Discord. Oh, I'll see it in Discord. I guess. Oh, but, I guess so. That's true. All right, but yep. Be kind. Be kind. I'm Yay. a nice Mandy. I'm nice. I don't. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay, Life and Beth. <laughs> I yep. love you. Love you. See you next week. Motherfucking intellectually insulting shit show from Shondaland, celebrating the bottom of the goddamn barrel of society and amplifying the crassest of capitalist instincts that includes Netflix paying off a goddamn criminal such that she can get off and run her VIP con job over again? What the actual fuck? And don't even get me started on Julia goddamned Garner. I know, I know girl gotta eat, but at what point do you wake up and say, you know, today's the day I create such a disaster of a performance that my career shall forever be lampooned by it. Oh wait, that won't happen to her, because Jared goddamn Gucci Leto still lives. But at least we have Anna Klumsky playing the dogged reporter at the biggest goddamned joke of a magazine I've ever fucking seen. This show is a train wreck. Seriously reaches in your brain with VIP chopsticks and pulls brain cells out of your head with every re-fucking-diculous word uttered. Anna Devere Smith. She's a revelation in so many things. How did she ever agree to this shitbag of a show? And Terry Kinney, he of Oz and Billions, now he's got this jizz stain on his CV. But you know what? He'll still work. All of them will. Even the biggest piss kidney of an intelligence criminal at the top of this whole fuckwit ring, Shonda herself. Because we're all idiot shit magnets. And this scrote of a show 
is our true north. V.I. fucking P.